Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hi, kids. How you doing? Welcome to uh, Monday. Why did that weekend go by or what? I mean, kaboom. It's like we're back here on Monday, and uh, I have got a lot of stuff to talk about, including uh, the Oscars. I know. I said, literally, I probably wasn't going to watch the Oscars on Friday, but I did end up watching the Oscars because the family was all together, and uh, my son is a huge movie buff, and uh, and he, uh, you know, uh, we wanted to do the, uh, fill out the ballot. And, and I'm going to tell you, uh, I saw a good deal of the movies this year, including Top Gun, which was shut out, essentially, except for sound editing, but not a big surprise, because there were some other movies that I don't think Top Gun could have competed with. Uh, you know, you know, best best movie, best overall picture, I didn't think it had a shot. And it's not political. That's not political. It's not because, you know, Hollywood hates uh, the military. Um, but we're going to get to all of that as the show progresses. There was some good stuff, uh, I thought, last night during the Oscars. I know that's going to be uh, a shock to hear, but one of the things that I thought was kind of cool was in a country where so many people are feeling absolute despair because of what's going on in the White House. And a lot of those people just happen to be people my age because they, they feel like the country uh, doesn't care about them. Uh, a lot of the times we're, you know, we've got like 7 million men around my age who aren't working because they, you know, are throwing their hands up. You know, they can't win for losing. And last night, one of the themes of the show was uh, people who've been shunned by the industry they love being discovered again in their 50s and kicking an ass, which kind of is what's going on with me, by the way. I thought I'd just throw that in there. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> there was some really good stuff uh, last night. And I'm just going to tell you, if you woke, kind of had to back off a little bit. And it's kind of interesting because last night the uh, actors and whatnot clearly were told by those in charge of the Oscars, uh, knock off the woke nonsense and all the politicization and all that, because all it's going to do is cost us the audi- audience. Uh, the opposite happened with uh, with Tucker Carlson and Fox News. Uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, bosses said, "Hey, shut up about uh, January the sixth. I know it's getting great ratings, but you know we're uh, we're on the side of the swamp." So, kind of the opposite thing going on with Tucker Carlson and uh, Fox News versus the Oscars, and uh, consequently, there was a little there were a little uh, uh, I guess woke lines. Uh, I think Jimmy Kimmel got like one political line in about January the sixth, then it got a mediocre response. So. The positive is that uh, don't take what Hollywood does too seriously because, honestly, all they do is dance for you and me. They do. All of those people, I don't care who, Jamie Lee Curtis, I don't care, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who wasn't there last night, but all of the people that you watch on the big screen, all they, they exist because of you. And they dance for you and me. That's what they do. They're like those uh, the, the, the monkeys with the, the organ grinder on the street corner. They dance around, and you decide whether you want to throw coins in the, in the cup. 
I know that's an ancient cliche, and I've never seen an organ grinder with a monkey, but it's, you know, a popular convention of, uh, you know, cartoons in the 1940s. Anyway, but that's what they do. That's all they do. And they discover that you and I don't like it when they, uh, when they do woke BS nonsense and things that, uh, you know, attack our country and everything that we hold dear. And so, consequently, these little dancing monkeys uh, decided to uh, maybe just kind of reel it in a little bit last night. Although, again, we saw some of it last night. And, and I'm just going to tell you, I saw some very good movies this year. And I think movies are, uh, I don't think they're the most important thing in the world, clearly. But I do enjoy them. You enjoy them. You quote movie lines. I quote movie lines. We have favorite movies in our entire life. And, and I think that they're uh, something that make uh, life better. I do. I really do. Watching a movie with your family, to going to a movie theater, going to a drive-in, you know, overall, I think the experience is pretty damned amazing, considering that, I don't know, 150 years ago, you sat around and played checkers and, you know, wondered if you were going to die of diphtheria. <clears throat> so, you know, now we can just sit here with a 75-inch big screen in your, in your uh, living room that only costs $800 and watch first-run movies at home. I'd say that's a kind of a nice thing to have, wouldn't you? Kind of? And uh, all, All's Quiet on the Western Front won a bunch of them last night. It's a great movie, very hard to watch. Everything Everywhere All at Once, a great movie, by the way. And Short Round One, by the way, another 50-something-year-old guy who was discarded by the industry, essentially, and, uh, and made a comeback. Ended up getting the best supporting last night. Pretty amazing. And so did Brandon Frazier, best actor, uh, you know, forgotten by the industry. He did The Mummy and, you know, a few other things. He has a few good movies that all of a sudden out of nowhere... He gets rediscovered, so congratulations to him. He did The Whale. Haven't seen The Whale yet. Haven't seen it yet. But I've got some, uh, some thoughts on this. Your thoughts are welcome as all. It's, it's uh, an aside. We've got an, a bunch of other stuff. The, the Biden family appears to be hosed legally. Uh, fingers crossed on this one. Unlike all of the charges against Donald Trump, these actually have some mainstaying power and uh, some facts behind them that could definitely put the Biden family in real severe jeopardy. All right. Uh, the collapse of diversity, equity, inclusion. We're beginning to see that. That's kind of good. The exposure of disinformation, Inc. I've got some more stuff on that. And then uh, and then there's this this morning. <clears throat> this morning. Now, uh, we know this big bank, uh, this Silicon Valley bank, uh, imploded last week and, and uh, lost all of their investors' money and everything. And uh, Joe Biden said that they were not going to bail out the banks. Uh, in fact, Janet Yellen actually said that this morning. Here's Janet Yellen saying that we're not going to bail out these banks. Your counterpart in the United Kingdom has said that the government there has ruled out a bailout of the U.K. arm of Silicon Valley Bank. Have you also ruled out that kind of government intervention? Well, let me be clear that um, during the financial crisis, um, there were why did she go to ukraine last week i was asking why why would she go to ukraine last week you know just throwing that out there um investors um and owners of systemic large banks that were bailed out and we're certainly not looking and uh the reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again but we are concerned about depositors and are focused on uh, trying to meet their needs. Okay, so uh, no bank bailout like back in 08. Remember 08? Remember that, the uh, the subprime mortgage uh, thing where they were using diversity, equity, inclusion, and giving people, I remember in Prince George County, uh, $600,000 home loans when they only made seventy grand. Yeah, that, that sort of thing, you know? 
Uh, well, uh, Joe Biden actually kind of admitted they are actually going to bail out these banks. On Friday, the government regulator in charge, the FDIC, took control of Silicon Valley Bank's assets. And over the weekend, it took control of Signature Bank's assets. Treasury Secretary Yellen and a team of banking regulators have taken action, immediate action. And here are the highlights. First, all customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured, I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills, and stay open for business. No losses will be, and I want, this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Uh, what the hell is the FDIC? Yeah. Yeah, we're, bail- we're bailing them out. Uh, you, you, know, you could say, the oh, it's the FDIC. The FDIC only insures balances up to $250,000. Joe Biden is saying it's all going to be covered. That's what he said. So it's a bank. It's, it's a bailout. And, of course, uh, Joe Biden uh, uh, he did that this morning because he wanted to send a message to the entire banking industry that they were in charge and everything was going to be cool. And summarily, trading was halted in dozens of banks after shares fell up to 75% when the market opened this morning at 930. So moments after Joe Biden said that U.S. banking is safe, uh, they had to shut down the trading to keep a, a, a collapse of the system from happening. Now, I don't know a whole lot about banking, but I do know quite a bit about history, and it sounds like the same old crap. A bunch of people who are in it to enrich themselves and to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, push woke BS and other nonsense. And I'm going to get to that very shortly. Uh, and they and use their uh, their uh, their investors' money to really bleep things up, and then the government rides in to uh, to essentially help them out. Here is a, this is a Fox News report from Friday about the run on the banks that happened this morning before they shut down trading. Hey, Anita, yeah, this collapse triggered the biggest bank run in U.S. history. Bank customers withdrew $42 billion on Thursday, which works out to over a million dollars. Try to do that today. Every single second (laughs) over a 10-hour period. A much more quiet day here than it was yesterday in front of the loan. But the positive is, unlike in 1929, nobody jumped from buildings in New York City in the financial sector. Silicon Valley branch here in New York uh, has about a dozen tech founders and CEOs showed up to pull their money out of the bank and they were turned away they weren't allowed to get in the cops were actually called take a look there's at a guy there named George Bailey and he had just enough money for his vacation and he divided it out to people who were waiting there at the door this video it happened after the shocking announcement of a 1.8 billion dollar loss at the bank now the depositors were turned away not only here in New York but also in California the bank crumbled. you know honestly you know your best bet and if you think about this I don't know if you knew this but Silicon Valley Bank provided a massive amount Amounts of capital to Chinese tech ventures. Yeah. And now, of course, the FBI, FDIC and the federal uh, uh, agencies are bailing it out. So your best bet is to find a, uh, while Joe Biden is the president, is to find a bank that is seriously in bed with Chinese investors and put your money in it because you will be bailed out because Joe Biden is uh, paying all of those people back for all of the money that uh, they gave to <laughs> the Penn Biden Center and the Biden family over the years. And also, by the way, it's kind of funny, Silicon Valley Bank. 
I didn't go with them because you just can't find any ATMs. They're just, where are the Silicon Valley ATMs? I have no idea where the hell they are. Actually, I'd never heard of Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank also de- deleted their uh, Twitter accounts and their YouTube channels and all that. And I'm going to share why in just a minute because they spent a whole lot of time on woke BS and not a whole lot of time managing people's money. So we're going to get to uh, to that. We're going to get to the Oscars. We're going to get to uh, Tucker Carlson one week ago today. Tucker Carlson ran a, an explosive expose with regard to January the 6th, and he took what the, the, uh, the uh, January 6th committee left on the cutting room floor, and he disproved about four narratives on Monday. And then Tuesday, he was talking about, you know, delightful summer salad recipes because Rupert Murdoch came down hard on him. Um, be careful with the verbiage there. Anyway, here's the number if you want to chime in. It is 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. On Friday, the government regulator in charge, the FDIC, took control of Silicon Valley Bank's assets. And over the weekend, it took control of Signature Bank's assets. Treasury Secretary Yellen and a team of banking regulators have taken action. Oh, the government's in charge. Well, I mean, just uh, relax. Everything's cool. And, and I'll mention this morning, Joe, Joe Biden mentioned that to kind of reassure everybody. And uh, trading had to be stopped on uh, dozens of banks after shares fell by 75% when the market opened this morning. Because uh, nobody believes uh, Joe Biden. And by the way, everything that Joe Biden touches turns to crap. Isn't that something uh, when you look at the president of the United States going on this morning to assure everybody that everything is fine? <laughs> and then everything opposite happens. They're like, oh, Biden's everything fine? Well, get your dang money out of there. Go, run, run. <laughs> Nobody believes the thing he says anymore. You're looking at this. As soon as he says, do the opposite. Honestly, at this point, with regard to everything, all of your investments, if Joe Biden or Janet Yellen say something, and you're already doing this, by the way, if they say that you need to do this, do the opposite. And if they say everything is fine, it ain't fine. All right? Just uh, this remarkable. And and uh, so Silicon Valley Bank provided massive amounts of capital to Chinese tech ventures. There's that. OK, so the South China Morning Post, which I get on my doorstep every uh, Monday. It's spectacular. Their uh, their entertainment section. I, I never miss it. And actually, I never heard of it. Anyway, South China Post noted the bridge between the bank and China as a lender served as a bridge between U.S. capital and Chinese tech entrepreneurs. SVB bankruptcy has spread to multiple countries, by the way. SVB bankruptcy affects Chinese entrepreneurs, uh, which, you know, greatly affects Joe Biden and his family's riches. Uh, China is the uh, second largest venture capital market, and SVB was right in the middle of it, according to TechCrunch, which is a tech blog that I never read, but I'm citing it anyway. Uh, When China was still uh, new to venture capitalism in the 1980s, SVB was among the first financial institutions to start serving the country's startups while traditional risk-averse banks avoided them. Over time, the bank has become a popular option for China-based startups, fundraising, uh, and uh, as well as China-focused venture capital firms, which might explain why Joe Biden is so eager to help him out. Who the heck knows at this point, right? But uh, <clears throat> this is kind of interesting. So this is a headline from uh, 
Uh, Breitbart. Silicon Valley Bank went woke rather than focus on its shareholders. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, SVB, which has mainly served tech companies and venture capital firms, collapsed last week after 40 years in business. Now some are blaming the country's company's recent woke business practices. It's based in Santa Clara, California. been shut down after their parent company, SVB Financial, admitted it had taken $1.8 billion hit after dumping $21 billion in securities. And by the way, last week, paying out a lot of their chief executives some major bonuses before going under last week. <laughs> this is just the way it is, right? I mean, you've heard the expression, you know, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. That's a cliche that's been in music forever. The rich get richer, the poorer getting poorer. And that's the way it is, right? Joe Biden is right there to leap into action to protect the investors of SVB and uh, screw the people in East Palestine, Indiana. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Is it Kentucky? I don't know where the hell it is because you know what i i do actually but washington dc could give a crap less about those people because there's nothing in it for them there is just nothing in it for them and here's in silicon valley bank had no head of risk assessment for nine months before it collapsed as the woke boss for europe middle east and africa was busy organizing a month-long pride campaign and a lesbian visibility day <laughs> the lesbian visibility day. i'm not kidding you know <clears throat> we have children. We have children running the government, and we have children running banks like this, by the way. The collapsed Silicon Valley Bank had no risk assessment head for nine months, by the way. Revolution comes after the firm became the largest bank to collapse since the 2008 financial crisis. SVV's former head of risk, Laura Izarita, who formerly performed a similar role for Capital One, left the bank in 2022, and they didn't replace that person. Uh, by the way, this is the head of SVB Bank on Friday apologizing to everyone for being such a colossal screw-up. Hi, everyone. Uh, it's with incredibly um, heavy heart that I'm here to deliver this message today. I want to acknowledge how hard the last, really, 48 hours have been on all of you. And I care so much about all of you. It really is just... So incredibly difficult. Yeah, that's, that's great. Give me my damn money. Um, I'm trying to look past that and focus on uh, two things. Um, one, I'm focusing on you. I'm thinking about the ultimate outcome of what this could be despite this incredibly difficult time. And two, focusing on clients. Now, as you heard this morning... Yeah, and knowing that the government will come forward and use our tax money via the FDIC to bail everybody out. Now, this uh, J.S. Uh, Erspia, who acts as the uh, uh, one of the leaders for the bank in Europe, Africa, and the Middle East, describes herself as a queer person of color from a middle-class background, organized a host of LGBTQ initiatives, including a month-long pride campaign, and implemented a safe space catch-ups for staff. This is what the bank was concerning itself with while it was going underwater. While it was going underwater. In a corporate video published just nine months ago, nine months ago, she said she couldn't be prouder to work for SBB, serving underrepresented entrepreneurs. Now, this woke take on things probably translated to positive media coverage. I don't doubt that at all. Uh, what's his name? The idiot on uh, MSNBC, uh, uh, Jay, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Jay, whatever now. Uh, Jim Cramer, Jim Cramer. <clears throat> Jim Cramer a month ago saying, oh, you got to invest. Jim Cramer, again, just like Joe Biden or anybody in the Biden administration, if he says you need to do this, you need to invest this, go the other direction because he is such a, just a 
a, a mindless tool, to be quite honest. Uh, Professional out- Network Outstanding listed Esperia as one of the top 100 LGBTQ future leaders. Now, I've got some more on this woke take on banking that may have helped precipitate the failing of this bank, including their... Uh, Advertisement, And then Representative Jim Comer, congressman, says they've got the goods on the Biden family and money from China that could end his presidency. I'm not kidding. That's on the other side of this. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one day after another. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hard. Families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of eggs. And the digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it. I know it. And that's why I partnered with the great company Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They are six-time Inc. 500 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last only if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin, so don't wait. Call 855-735-3740, 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. Last night the Oscars were on uh, ABC. I, I watched them. I watched them. I really didn't plan on it. <clears throat> there was some pretty interesting stuff. There was some good stuff. Bollywood... It has a major impact on uh, on the American film. It really is. It's catching on, and, and it's crazy because Bollywood, these are movies that are made in India, the gigantic film industry in India. Uh, they really revel and celebrate in, are you ready for it, uh, traditional male and female roles and what many might consider, consider toxic masculinity because the men are like... Uh, super masculine with facial hair not no women over there facial hair it's weird it's kind of weird it's not like america generally only the men have facial hair and later in life you know the women catch up we all know that that happens my aunt blanche was a prime example but uh, you know there was that that was kind of interesting nothing woke going on with uh, bollywood uh, and they won i guess the best original score and then a hell of a dance number last night by the way my god in heaven it was amazing but right now we're talking about uh, this bank, this SVB bank, the Silicon Valley Bank, and uh, the fact that they had no risk assessment manager for nine months before it collapsed, but they did have a really outstanding uh, person named Jay Espara, who acted as their uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion agent and uh, directed bank policy. Uh, the professional network uh, out- outstanding listed him as a uh, top LGBTQ future leader. And here's a quote from the company. Jay is a, a leading figure for the bank's awareness activities, including being a panelist at the SVP uh, VB Global Pride Town Hall to share her experience. Oh, it's a her. Sorry, never mind. Maybe sorry. Uh, her experience as a lesbian of color, moderating SVB's EMEA Pride Town Hall and was instrumental in initiating the organization's first ever global safe space catch-up. Now, this is all happening while the bank imploded on itself last week. 
So I would venture to say that if you are involved in investing in any way, shape, or form with a company that promotes diversity, equity, and inclusion on the front of their page and the CEO and other members of the organization have preferred pronouns, you take your money out of it right now because they're a bunch of unserious children. I don't give a rat's behind if you have a relationship with a donkey. Manage my money. I don't care about all this other nonsense. It's all nonsense. Oh, and then also, anything associated with ESG and the green energy nonsense, that's another thing, because if you invest in those, you're going to lose your butt. All right? You're going to lose your butt. Here is a, a, here's a commercial for SVB, which now, by the way, uh, is about as worthless as, as Confederate currency. Yeah, but here's their, their super diverse ad. I think what really sets us apart when we think about diversity, equity, and inclusion at yes. SVB, SVB is our culture and yeah. our united desire to lead with empathy, to listen without judgment, and to really try and put ourselves in the shoes. And of you're going to lose everything you own. But you know, at least you love gay people and everybody else like that. Others. The result of that is a place to work mm. where you don't feel like you have to self-edit when you come to work or when you join a Zoom call. but one where you can bring as much as yourself to work as you really want to. Speaking from my personal experiences of joining SVB, I think it's the people and the culture that there is here. Everyone's been really friendly, approachable about being open. Now that's the most important thing is people lose their, uh, you know, their life savings and stuff. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous here. Um, and uh, by the way, uh, <clears throat> the uh, that person I was just talking about, this, uh, this uh, Jay Esparia, who's a guy, a girl. J J A Y whatever I don't care don't care don't care doesn't matter to me it doesn't you know and it's kind of interesting because you you hear people you know and they get all uh, upset at you because you know you don't support the LGBTQRSTU and all that and the reason why I don't support all that is because it would mean that I consider someone's sexuality to be important and I don't I don't care I don't have time to debate your if you want to you know be a, you know trans whatever the hell I it doesn't matter you're not it, it, it your decision to do that is not important to me at all who you sleep with not important to me but when you involve children and transgender surgery that's where I step in otherwise I don't care just be a good bank but anyway that's that's your SVB that's that's what FB oh and this is kind of funny um, <clears throat> this bank also uh, closed all of Donald Trump's accounts <laughs> over the January the 6th riot. So that's kind of some sweet uh, uh, revenge there. After January the 6th, a lot of the banks, and they're trying to do this social credit score thing where your political affiliation would result in you possibly uh, losing the ability to, to bank. I mean, that's already happening. It's already happened with a number of conservatives, uh, and they've attempted to do it to a lot of others, and it's been exposed. But they did this to Donald Donald Trump, uh, they uh, they dumped uh, uh, Donald Trump's uh, books for the, the uh, uh, banking banking ties for the first time in his twenty year history. Prominent real estate lender Signature Bank issued a comment on the nation's politics with a call for President Donald Trump to survive. This is associated with SVB, so that's kind of cool that uh, they uh, shut uh, Donald Trump out, um, and uh, and now they're uh, they're going under. <clears throat> they're going under. But don't worry, um, the, uh, the government and the FDIC will, uh, will cover everything. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that's what I know this morning about this. Now, this is kind of interesting. James uh, Comer, he is a, a congressman. 
And unlike uh, Adam Schiff, he's uh, serious about uh, government malfeasance and corruption. Uh, he just doesn't uh, defend it, as Adam Schiff and Adam Kinzinger and others do. But uh, James Comer was talking to Maria Bartiromo yesterday about uh, bank records that the House Oversight Committee has right now. They are working with uh, some people who have very close ties to the Bidens. This on the heels of four years of covering up Biden's finances, all of them that were laid bare on the Hunter Biden laptop was given to the FBI in 2019, 11 months before the 2020 election. And sooner or later, the truth is going to come out. Here is uh, James Comer talking about what is coming for the Biden family and regime. We actually have bank records in hand. We have individuals who are working with our committee. Uh, in the last two weeks, we've met with either these individuals personally or with their attorneys. Uh, and th that would be four individuals huh. who had uh, ties in with the Biden family on their various schemes around the world. So now we have in hand documents that show just exactly how the Biden family was getting money uh, from the Chinese Communist Party. You know, it's kind of interesting. He has actual witnesses who really witness things and are credible, unlike all of the people who are called before the January 6th committee. Kind of weird that way. And, and I will tell you, it's as bad as we thought, Maria. It's very concerning. And, and in a way, I'm kind of glad that the, the Biden attorney, Abby Lowell, and the Biden administration has been stolen all in this. Because Are you sure it's Abby Lowell or not Abby Normal? When I requested that information two weeks ago versus today because of what we have in hand now, uh, we have a lot stronger case in court for why we need these documents that the Biden family is withholding and that the government's withholding. So they have unintentionally helped our case in our quest to, to get these documents to where we can give the American people the truth and the transparency that they deserve. Yeah, and by the way, we know that uh, the Biden family got about 30 million bucks over the years from the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, we also know that the Penn Biden Center got about 51 million of like 70 million dollars donated to uh, the University of Pennsylvania from uh, Chinese Communist uh, Party officials. I mean, everybody in China is a, is a Chinese Communist official. Everybody in business is a Chinese Communist Party official. So when money comes from the Chinese, a company or an individual associated with a corporation, it's coming from the Chinese Communist Party. All right. Just you just need to know that. All right. Well, now we actually have some uh, evidence. And this uh, this I hope will uh, it won't prevent CBS, ABC and NBC from covering it up. But at least uh, some people will get it. And most importantly, those in power who can do something about it. These are these are people affiliated with uh, the different uh, businesses, so to speak, uh, that the Biden family w was involved in with respect to this instance, China. And what it appears is there were a lot of transfers from account to account to account, many oh. transfers on the same day. Uh, that's probably one reason they received so many <laughs> suspicious activity reports, which are the bank violations for the banks. The banks would look at this like well, they must be laundering money or something. I don't necessarily. No, no. Yeah. I think they were laundering money, Maria. It looks to me like they were trying to hide the source of that money. And the source was the Chinese Communist Party. Hmm. So uh, my question to the Bidens when I get that opportunity is if you're conducting legitimate business activities, uh, why so many transfers? Why, why wow. were you trying to uh, hide the source of that money? I don't know. Maybe because they're corrupt. You ever think about that? No. 
This is Jim Gossett, ladies and gentlemen. All the crooked have always been a close family. That was kind of weird. It just happened to the computer. Just had a little. I just uh, hold on a second. Let me talk to Brian. Brian, can you hear me? Did you did you hear that? That was weird. That was weird. So we'll come back to that because I just had a computer uh, <clears throat> freak out and malfunction, and uh, it's probably the feds. Anyway, <laughs> we'll continue with that uh, very shortly on the uh, on the show. Um, I do want to uh, mention uh, this before we go to break that uh, uh, there is a new poll out. Let me crank this down. See what's going on with the computer. I, I do believe that, uh, uh, and, the, and the people of this country believe that uh, the feds actually helped the, uh, the uh, uh, rioters at the Capitol. I, I shared this last week. Rasmussen actually said, <clears throat> 80% of likely U.S. voters believe it is important that the public be able to see the uh, videos associated with the Capitol riot, including 58% who think it's very important. Only 17% uh, think it's important for the public to be able to see all of the riot videos. Those are uh, leftists. Those are people like Joe Scarborough. 86% of Republicans uh, say that it is important that we see all of it. 75% of voters not associated with either major party also believe that the public has the right to know this. So last week on Monday, Tucker Carlson came out and released bombshell video and then Consequently, the, the, day, uh, the day after on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, it became very aware, uh, very clear to all of us that Tucker Carlson was being shut down. I said this on Tuesday of last week. It became painfully obvious to everybody else either Friday or this morning, oddly enough, even though I dissected one of his shows on Wednesday night that was a complete hodgepodge. Uh, that made no sense whatsoever, and clearly uh, Tucker Carlson was being shut down. I'm going to get to some more details on that story coming up, and also your phone calls at 800-922-6680. In the meantime, I'm going to reboot the computer, come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, let's try this again. See if my computer rebooted correctly. It's the Chinese! All the crooked Bidens have always been a close family. When they make a dirty deal, the big guy gets a nice fee. Joe must get his cut. Yeah, that's their one condition. Raking in dough to Hunter and Joe is a family tradition. SVB. Folks ask him, why do you drink? And why do you do coke? <laughs> if your name weren't Biden, you would be flat broke. Your Uncle James, he's a crook too He's always under suspicion Crime we know to Hunter and Joe It's a family tradition The new house can't bend They must end this family tradition We will 
see. We will see. We just heard from uh, Representative Jim Comer. He says they got the goods. They got four people coming forward with regard to uh, uh, Hunter and Joe Biden. And you heard that they had these flags on their accounts, 150 of them. Apparently, they don't happen very often. But with the <laughs> with the Biden family, <laughs> uh, you know, <clears throat> it is uh, it is remarkable. And and I've been following uh, politics. For quite a, a number of years, I, I started writing for uh, Rush Limbaugh well, 34 years ago. Uh, it's kind of crazy. 34 years ago, I was a kid right out of college. And uh, I remember one of the first parodies I did was Capitol Hill Bank. It was Capitol Hill Bank. And it was in the, his first book. And I'm this 22-year-old kid, and I wrote this parody about Capitol Hill Bank. And it was this bank that the uh, people on Capitol Hill had just for people on Capitol Hill. And uh, and you know what? All these years later, we still have the people in Washington, D.C., uh, Still in charge of uh, money, still in charge of this and that, still doling out everything that you make to their their friends and associates, and it's actually gotten worse. Things have actually gotten worse for the middle class in the country. We more than ever before, even though that that whole thing that happened thirty years ago, Capitol Hill, the, the folks on Capitol Hill had their own bank, and members of Congress could literally go there. And at the time, uh, I'm going to talk to you, uh, you Gen Zers, you could write a thing called a check. Okay. And what it was was, this is before Venmo or PayPal or whatever, and you would write on a piece of paper and sign your name to it, and it was good as cash because you had the money in your account to fill the, uh, the, 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 the piece of paper, the, which is called a check, that you were giving to somebody. <clears throat> well, when it came to Congress, you literally could uh, uh, write a check on your account and not have the money in the account. Now, normally, for you and me, that would mean a big old overdraft, and you get charged like $35 for an overdraft, meaning you didn't have enough money to cover what was uh, in your account, right? Uh, you, or, or, or not in your account. You didn't have enough money to cover who you were paying, even though you didn't have any money in your account, but the, the Capitol Hill Bank would take care of it. Well, that's what the government's still doing, except for now they're doing it to this uh, Silicon Valley Bank, you see. There are a lot of people who, uh, you, you know, were making a lot of promises and focusing on stupid woke crap, but uh, not focused on the amount of money that the, the, uh, the agency had, the bank had, and the people they were, you know, giving money to, loaning money to, uh, you know, were writing checks on uh, money that wasn't there. You see what I mean? I think that's a pretty good uh, analogy here. I'll give you an example. This is actually the bit that I did for Rush um, going on like 30 years ago, if I, can, uh, if I can get it to play correctly, and I, and I should be able to. All right, I'll have to, I'll, I guess I'll just have to add it because uh, the computer is being uh, very strange. Let me see if I can find it this way. Here we go. Let me try it this way. Here is, uh, <clears throat> here is, the, uh, here is the bit that I did uh, 30 years ago that literally shows that things haven't changed for people and in now, power. another Capitol Hill bank moment. I'm working behind the counter at the bank when in comes another freshman congressman. That's me. He puts $500 into his new checking account. Boy, you should have seen the look on his face when I told him that $500 in a Capitol Hill checking account is unheard of. Congressmen never keep that kind yeah, of money see? in the bank. So this it's the same way with SVB. Kindly teller tells me my five hundred dollars is worth sixty to a hundred thousand dollars. It's the same thing with the two thousand eight bank collapse. They gave money because of diversity, equity, inclusion to people who had no ability to pay it back. But it didn't matter because a lot of people feel really felt really good about it. Check writing privileges. Yeah. 
Until that moment, I never realized how much I was going to love living in Washington. <laughs> Capitol Hill Bank for personal service. I like to really get involved with my customers. Why, well, once a congressman called me from this big drinking party he was throwing, said he needed some more checks. Yeah, you know, and the, and the thing is, uh, things haven't changed. Things haven't changed. The positive is, maybe, maybe we're getting to a point in this information age that we're able to turn things around. A lot of things have happened in the last two weeks that are gigantic. Uh, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schallenberger on Capitol Hill. We also found out about the disinformation uh, governance that was going on. Uh, federal agencies across the board censoring speech. So maybe we won't wait another 30 years uh, to uh, to really turn things around. I think we are. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Here's a number if you want to chime in. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. You're on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. 